listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast. For more information about Dayton Christian Center, you can visit dcctx.church. Now let's join Pastor David Hilton for this week's message. Hallelujah. Well, if you got your Bibles, turn to Matthew. And the title of my message, I tell you, I've just been burning inside of me all morning after Taylor got up. And uh, uh, because the title of my message is Living Like We're Chosen. And too often we come to Christ, but we don't live like we're chosen. And, uh, and for the better part of most of our lives, there's some young in here that probably haven't been taught, but we were taught that we are a Christian nation. And, uh, but there's been a very, very sinister agenda that's been at work in this country to erase the very thought and idea, to erase that very thought of we are a Christian nation, that we were founded on Christian principles. There's been a, been a very sinister agenda to erase all of that and to say that we are radical, bigoted, racist, inequality. Listen, God created all man equal. Okay? But the problem is, is that our abilities are all different. We all have different abilities. We're all created equal. We're all loved by God. But our abilities are all going to be different. And so, we have to realize that we are all equally loved by God. There's nothing you can do anymore to add to or take away that God will not love you anymore or pursue you. That's why that, that song, Reckless Love, it's not that God's just out there running rough shot, just reckless. No, he is recklessly putting himself out there to get you back. And it doesn't matter how many times you've, fail, he's still willing to put himself out there to show you the way through the truth to get to life. He's still doing that. He's still doing that and will always do that. Listen, but there is in this agenda that they want to use this equality to gain power and oppress Come on, I'm going to talk to you here a little bit and it's, and it's going to hopefully make a lot of sense and help guide our thinking. But there is this agenda that wants to distribute the wealth. They want to distribute it equally. Take your land, take your cattle, take the produce of your yield and they want to distribute it on an equal level playing field. Oh, well, that sounds good. Equality. Come on. See, this is what's been being taught since the late 60s. And it's a Marxist, socialist, communist agenda to be able to oppress you. And it all comes in under the disguise of welfare and equality, come on, and, and now they've thrown in the environment. Come on, how many do y'all know that we can't destroy the environment? 
You, you can't. Right now, today, we've got more, more rules and laws in oil and gas industry that make getting it out of the ground more cleaner. Come on. Listen, how many of y'all, the BP oil spill, that's, that's gone. You, you don't even see it anymore. Why? Because earth is always taking care of itself. When God spoke creation into being, it's always creating. It's always going forth. It's always healing itself. It's all, come on, are y'all with me in here? Listen, you, you, what can, man thinks he can destroy what God created? How asinine is that? We think we're big enough to stop what God put into motion. Come on, do y'all see that as most arrogant? Yes, there is things that we husband and we do. I'm not saying just run around pouring gas on the ground. That is not what I'm saying. Come on, are y'all with me? What I'm saying is, is we have to husband. We have to, how can we get oil out of the ground better? How can we make homes warmer? Come on, are y'all hear what I'm saying? There is things that we do. God gives us the mind to be able to create new ways of doing that and we all prosper and move forward. But we are not going to destroy the environment in 12 years. How bold of an ignorant statement is that? Yeah, I mean, it's just I can't even wrap my head around it. But it's all for the greater good. Come on. And it's oppressing us. Come on. Are y'all with me? Listen, this has been the line of thinking that's been taught since the 60s. And it's straight out of the pit of hell. Along with the thought that the Bible is outdated and it's not relevant for everyday life. 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 10. For even when we were with you, we used to give you this order. If anyone will not work, neither let him eat. Come on, let me tell you something. If you've ever been to any Indian reservations or have you ever been to any communities that are a lot of welfare communities, it is oppressive. It, it, is, it is so... It's hard to even believe that we call that welfare. Because I'm telling you, one of the most saddest things that I ever seen is after Katrina in uh, New Orleans when it came through there. We went down there and were removing gas tanks out of the ground that flooded and gas stations closed, and we went and pulled those gas tanks out of the ground. Well, FEMA came in there and just gave everybody, remember the FEMA trailers? All these brand new trailers were given to people who were on welfare. We went back six months later and you can't imagine how trashed all those FEMA trailers were. If you can't take care, I'm telling you, God rescued some people out of there because they had to leave. 
Welfare is nothing more than something to captivate you and keep you in bondage. And the reservations, the drugs, the, the alcohol abuse, the abuse of children in welfare communities like that is over the top, is over the top. God never wanted us to just sit around and get handouts because God created us to cultivate and to multiply. And so in our very DNA, in our self-worth, come on, is tied up in the work of our hands. Come on, man. Is anybody in here with me? What is the old saying that grandma used to always say? An idle mind is a devil's workshop. That's true. Come on, are y'all with me? Look in Matthew chapter 25 in verse 14. We're going to look at some very simple principles. And first of all, don't look at this as religious at all. If you read this in a religious mindset, you're going to miss it. But Jesus made no religious statements. He made governmental kingdom statements. He made, he made perfect common sense. This is how to live. This is how you'll be blessed. Look what he says in verse 14. For it is just like a man, what is? The kingdom of God. It is just like a man about to go on a journey who called his own slaves and entrusted his possessions to them. In the Bible it says, the earth is the Lord's in the fullness thereof. So who is it entrusted to? Come on, man. It's good stuff, isn't it? And to one he gave him five talents, to another two, to another one, each according to his own ability. Each according to his own ability. Does that sound like a God that just says, everybody, you get five talents and by cracky, you're going to have to double them up. <laughs> Come on, are y'all with me? That doesn't sound like an inequality God, does it? according to his own ability, and he went on his journey. Immediately, the one who had received the five talents went and traded with them and gained five more talents. Come on, it says immediately. Now, everybody knows the story. The one that had the, the uh, three, the two, gained two more. Come on. Now, look in verse 28. It says, therefore... He's talking to the one that had one that went and hid and didn't do nothing with it and buried it. He said, therefore, take away the talent from him. Give it to the one who has the 10 talents for to everyone who has shall more be given and he shall have an abundance. But from the one who does not have any, the one who does not have, even what he does have shall be taken away and cast out Cast out the worthless slave into the outer darkness. In that place there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Listen, you think, my God, how unfair is that? 
they took the one talent and gave it to the man who had 10. That's not fair. No, that's smart. That is nothing but smart. And God's not dumb. And if God wants the more for his, come on, the more bang for his buck, is he going to give it to the one who made more or is he going to give it to the one who made less? God's not dumb. God doesn't think on these religious, uh, oh, hokey pokey terms. Come on, are y'all hearing me? If you're doing the principles of God and they are multiplying, guess what God's going to do? Going to give you more. If you can be entrusted with little, what does God say? I'm going to give you more, right? Why? Because God is in, multi- in multiplying. If God could double his money or multiply his money, what's he going to do? He's going to multiply it. Yeah, but that's not fair. No, it is fair because the one who's multiplying can hire the one. Come on, are are y'all hearing me? See, the kingdom of God is not dumb. But it's moving forward and it's advancing Because God says, let me tell you something, your ability, I can double your ability if you'll trust me. Come on. I'll put my super on your natural and we'll double what I give you if you'll trust me. Come on, man. This is just good common sense, nuts and bolts. But see, you've got a leftist radical agenda trying to warp the thinking of a whole generation of people that think you can just run a country on giving everybody something. (laughs) It doesn't even make sense, does it? You can't maintain a country just giving everything away. It just doesn't make sense. Come on. But we, the church, have allowed this to cripple us And then the people that are living on welfare are caught and crippled in self-pity and wastefulness. I've never seen more wastefulness. It's really sad. It's really sad. See, God designed us to multiply and cultivate and he set in place a system because he knew we'd run into rough patches. Look in Leviticus. Look in Leviticus chapter 19, verse 9. says, Now when you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not reap the very corners of your field, neither shall you gather the gleanings of your harvest, nor shall you glean your vineyard, nor shall you gather the fallen fruit of your vineyard. You shall leave it, You shall leave them for the needy and for the stranger. I am the Lord your God. You shall not steal, nor deal falsely, nor lie to one another. And you shall not swear falsely by my name, so as to profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. You shall not oppress your neighbor, nor rob him. The wages of a hired man are not to remain with you all night until morning. You shall not curse a deaf man, (laughs) That's funny to me, because how could he hear? (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know. Just a thought. You shall not curse a deaf man, <laughs> nor place a stumbling block before the blind. Come on, are you that bad? But you shall rever your God, and I'm the Lord. You shall do no injustice in judgment. You shall not be partial to the poor, nor defer to the great. But you are to judge your neighbor fairly. Listen, God's word is fair, and it's just. God, it doesn't matter if you're poor or if you're rich. There's not going to be any difference. Come on, are y'all with me? And we're to judge rightly and fairly. And God says, here's what I want you to do. For those that's hit a rough patch, listen, don't, don't reap in the corners of your field. And things that's fallen off, don't pick that up. Let those who are willing to get a basket and walk across the field Fill that up and get that, and then they can go home. You know why? Because they want Waller and self-pity, and they can at least have self-worth. That at least I put my hand to the plow. At least I've done, come on, are y'all with me in here? God understands how we're designed. He understands we're going to hit rough patches. God made certain ways for us. Come on. Listen, he set that he set gleaning into a law. Listen, gleaning is gathering grain or other products left by the reapers. That's what it is. That is God's law. Ecclesiastes 5:18 it says, "Here's what I've seen to be good and fitting to eat, to drink and enjoy oneself in all of one's labor in which he toils under the sun." during the few years of his life which God has given him, for this is his reward. See, our lives have a reward, and it's going to be on our ability that we sit. Listen, there is nothing, I, I can't tell you how amazing it is to sit on my porch and watch my grandchildren play in the front yard and look at what God's done. I, I can't even explain to you that the choices we made to follow God in our finances, in our marriage, in our ministry, in our work, of what we do in our hands, I can't tell you how rewarding it is to be walking in a position right now to be able to know that I can, that right now, that everything that we do is geared towards the kingdom of God. I mean, our whole family is in the ministry. It's, it's amazing. And half of it, most of them are gone to a bull riding, but they did the church service yesterday. Come on, it's amazing to me what you can do when you allow God and do his principles. Come on. There's nothing more rewarding than watching your grandkids play. Come on. God, in Isaiah, we've hit on this a couple of times already. We're going to go there again because there's nothing like repeating it 
over and over till we get it. Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are as scarlet, they will be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they will be like wool. If you consent, if you will yield to reason, if you will obey, if you will hear intelligently, come on, if you'll have some common sense, look what it says. It says you will eat the best of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you will be devoured by the sword. Truly, the mouth of the Lord has spoken. If we can yield to reason, that's one thing we prayed over our kids all their lives. Lord, let them yield to reason. And when you got strong will, listen, we got a, lots of strong willed, opinionated people on our ranch. From the oldest to the youngest. Come on, sometimes we have to direct that a lot of time. It ain't abuse to a loving spanking. Come on. And you have to direct that so that they'll learn to yield to reason. Because if they don't learn to yield to reason, they won't eat the best of the land. If they can't yield to reason, they'll always buck authority. And if they can't, if they always buck in authority, they'll never get along on a job. They'll never be able to submit to a boss. Come on, are y'all hearing me? They'll always be in trouble with the law. Come on, are y'all with me? We'll have what we have now. Oh, I'm a victim, I'm a victim. No, you got shot because you're stupid. You don't walk up to a cop with a gun or a knife and think you're not going to get shot. Can we reason together? Come on. At some point, when we get out of alignment, we have to recognize it and we repent. We repent and we get back in alignment and then God puts us back going again. Why? Because his hands are dirty. Come on. Because his hands got holes in them. Because his hands were stained with blood. That when we commit some of the most stupid acts in our flesh and we give in to the passions of our flesh, Jesus says, hey, come on, man, I've got a better way. I've got a better way. I've got a better way that actually leads to life. See, because we're living in a country now that are full of words, full of empty words and promises. Every day on the news, you see lawyers who we voted in, empty promises. Come on. And we just keep rewarding them with votes. Help us, Lord. We're going to have to take some serious action. See, God wants a people that their very life points to his kingdom without saying a word. 
Our lives should be always pointing to the kingdom of God, saying this is the way to live. We always say preach the gospel, use words if you have to. Your life should be the argument for living a right life. Come on. We just can't have empty words. We've got to have some action. See, and you can't live. Here's another sinister agenda out there. You can't live under guilt and condemnation and more religious laws. Can't do it. Listen, the enemy will, he'll not only use politicians and what's going on in our society. He'll use religious ideology to bring more oppression on you. He'll do it. Romans 14 verse 16 says, Therefore do not let what is for you a good thing be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not eaten and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. What did Paul say in 1 Corinthians 2, 4? He said, I didn't come to you in persuasive words of wisdom, but I came to you in demonstration of the spirit and of power so that your faith won't rest upon the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. Listen, we need to get back to that. Not just a bunch of words. Because I'm telling you, all the words, and just like what Taylor said, we have so much insecurity in our world today because of our PC being politi politically correct culture that we live in, words, we got wordsmiths out there. And they're just all talk. All talk. And I'm telling God's had to do a work in me because I'm telling you, Bull riders would show up and can't, you know them. They come up, just talk. And, and I mean, it doesn't take long to realize you're just eating up my time. I've got to go load bulls for these boys that want to get on and not sit here and listen to your old glory days and your, come on. And they're just all talk. There's nothing worse than a big fish in a little pond scared to jump out of the little pond into a bigger pond than a little fish in the pond who thinks he's a big fish. There's nothing worse than that. They're name droppers, identity crisis, and they just, they're, they waste time. Come on. And we've got a lot of people like that. We've got athletes. We've got movie stars. We've got all these people who are living in their insecure identity crisis. And it's sad. It's sad. And we put them up on a pedestal. Come on. All talk. All talk. And they're trying. And the problem with that is is their insecurity, they're just always trying to gain man approval. That's what they want. They want man's approval because that's where they're going to get their worth from. And that's not where your worth comes from. 
Your worth doesn't come from man's approval. It comes from God in you because he paid the ultimate price. Come on. He got his hands dirty. He got his hands bloody. Come on. See, if you can't grasp the simple fact that Jesus accepts you right where you are and that it's him that adds value to your life, you won't be free from man's opinion. You'll never be free from it. And you can't multiply and live up to your ability. Come on. See, we're already chosen, loved enough by God. We just have to live what he has already declared over our lives. He's declared a wonderful deal. You've just got to choose to walk that road to choose it. He's called every one of us. And we've got to walk this thing out. See, we just have to quit listening to the religious rabble and the radical left and trust that he loves us. That's the bottom line. Romans 8, 31. If God's for you, who can be against you? I mean, it just doesn't get no more plainer than that. And then it goes on to say in, in 38, but in all these things we overwhelm, overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. Listen, we conquer sin because of him who loved us. And too many times, way too many times, we think that when we come to the cross, it's just to get us to heaven. Come on now. We come to the cross and we equate being saved as just going to heaven. And so we walk away from the cross to join a church where we think we have to try to do some kind of obligation or duty to get rid of our sin. That's not the case. You come to the cross and you get rid of your sin because sin is simply we've missed the mark. Our way of living has caused us to miss the mark where God's put us. Come on. And so we leave the cross thinking we're saved, but yet we carry our sin with us. See, we think we can go conquer our work, our, our sin through works of the flesh. If I serve in the nursery, if I serve in the children's church, if I sing, if I, come on, are y'all hearing me? We think we, okay, we come to the cross, we're going to heaven, now we got to go work through our flesh to try to get rid of the sin. No amount of nursery working can get rid of your sin. It's going to put you, you're going to find out how impatient you are when you walk in that nursery. When that baby's got mama withdrawals. Huh? No, we serve in the nursery and in children's church so that we can put some kingdom in them. Come on. 
because we got to make this whole thing, we're making this thing move and go and we need help. That's why we do that because we're trying to find out what is our ability. Oh, I can't work with them. Maybe go up an age group. My rule is you got to be able to wipe your own butt. That's just my rule. I mean, from your kids to my grandkids, you got to be able to wipe your own butt before you can go hang out with Paul. That's just how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Look in Galatians chapter 3, verse 1. You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? before whose eyes Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. This is the only thing I want to find out from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by hearing with faith? Are you so foolish? Having begun by the Spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? No, come on, you're not. When you hear the word of God, it tells me, okay, I can't miss the mark anymore. I can't fornicate, I can't beat my wife, I can't, come on, are y'all hearing me? I can't have adulterous affairs, I can't, come on. When we hear the word of faith, and we come to the cross, we leave that life there or we just walk away from the cross and we're still a mess. We walk away from the baptismal, all we did was take, swim, and get wet. Come on, are y'all hearing me in here? See, God, he's the way, the truth, and the life. And we have to put our hand in his to get to life, to go through the truth. See, we should be a people that are in right alignment and we should be at peace and we should be happy following the Spirit of God. And listen, when you're following the Holy Spirit because He is our guide into all the truth, as we're going, listen, just be, listen, the Holy Spirit just doesn't come on you, make you speak in tongues. No, it comes on you and tells you you're going to have to repent to that person for cussing them out. Come on. Don't act like you've never been there. Y'all don't get so religious on me. See, the Holy Spirit tells us that's some wrong thinking. Come on, here's what you're going to have to do. That, that's wrong living. Don't do that. Don't go in there. Come on, there's some places you can't go into. There's some things you can't do. Come on. See, our actions and our service should speak for us, not just our words. 1 Corinthians 4.20 For the kingdom of God does not consist in words but in power. Amen. See, we're living in a culture of real wordy people. 
real wordy. See, he loved us and chose us before we even knew him. So there's no amount of doctrine or ceremonial observances that can make him love us more and make us more worthy of his love. There's nothing you can do make you more worthy of his love than he's already loved you now. No ceremonial duties, no observances, none of that. Come on, are y'all with me? Deuteronomy 7, verse 6, it says, For you're a holy people to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for his own possession. Out of all the people's, who are on the face of the earth. When you receive what Jesus did on the cross, you, you're his own possession. Now, why shouldn't we live like that? See, you've got this agenda trying to tell you that you can only be a Christian in the building under a steeple. Come on. You can only let Jesus out on Sundays. I remember people all the time. We would be doing Christian uh, concerts at our at a PRC rodeo, at a pro rodeo. We'd be doing those concerts, and we'd be having church services, and 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 I remember, I remember, I I could still hear it. All oh, that God stuff, that's for in church. It ain't for out here. But boy, they weren't seeing the other side of the people that were hurting that wouldn't go to a church that were sick and tired of the church sick and tired of going to church where they were more condemned and guilty, come on, and they would come to a rodeo and be able to sit there, drink their beer, and hear a message of hope and not be condemned because that same person that sat there in the stands with the beer on Easter and Christmas when he went to church, he wouldn't receive anything anyway because he built a wall up. Come on. But lo and behold, he comes to a rodeo and all of a sudden he's receiving the word. And you can't imagine how many more conversations we had after rodeos of the people who received that word and were touched. Come on, it was amazing. See, the devils always want to silence you, that you're not chosen and that you have to walk and toe a certain religious line in certain places. You're chosen, you walk like it. You walk in the grocery store and the gas station, you drive down the road uh, at your school, on your job. Listen, you're cho- if you lose your job for praying for somebody, wave at them. It's not that important. God gave you that job, he'll give you another one. 
Come on. If you get kicked out of school, oh, where's my teenagers? If you get kicked out of school for worshiping and praising God, leave. I know, I felt it. Did y'all feel that? I mean, you're looking for an excuse anyway. <laughs> you say, oh, that's Old Testament. Okay, 1 Peter 2, 9. But you're a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession. Gazinga. <laughs> there it is. A royal priesthood. And some translation says a peculiar people, which that fits us more. Peculiar. Because how peculiar is this? It's peculiar. Come on. Psalms 139, 16. Listen. Your eyes have seen my unformed substance. And in your book were all written the days that were ordained for me. It's talking about you. When as yet there was not one of them. How long do you think you've been on God's mind? Do you think God wrote this story of just ill will and just heartache and oppression? This is going to be your life. <laughs> no. He's had a story written for you. He adorned, he ordained your time and the place where you're going to live. And it's the devil that's always been trying to rewrite it. Come on, are y'all hearing me? That's why there's so much gender confusion. That's why there's so much anxiety today is because we've been letting this left-wing agenda, progressive movement, tell us that what we believe is bigoted, hurtful, hateful, unloving. It's not equal. It's Come on, are y'all hearing me? And so as you take more and more of God out of everything, you take more and more of his ordained life for you out of the picture. And it just leads to chaos and it leads to unrest. It leads to a crippling, oppressive government and a religion. Come on. The church in Germany was silent when Hitler took over. You got to hear me. The church of Jesus Christ was silent when Hitler took over Germany. And if you don't think that's not happening here now in America, you wait. You just wait. You have to realize that God has a great plan for you. He has a purpose for you. 
And in Acts 17, 26, it says that God, he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined their appointed times and their boundaries of their habitation. So listen, you are made for right now. You are made for this time, this appointed time, today, to do something great, not just to sit back and just let it all go to hell in a handbasket. I had to ask the question the other day. When does God ordain war? I mean, I was just kind of curious because, I mean, it's... Because when you look back, our founding fathers, they held to biblical principles. They held to biblical principles. They did not go look for a fight. Even when Japan bombed Pearl Harbor, we didn't go looking for that fight. We were drew into it. Come on. But the founding fathers held to biblical principles that being disobedient to man's law that was against biblical principles was their duty. We can't keep going on killing children and making laws that say that's okay. At some point, we are going to have to start calling our representatives and holding their feet to the flame and telling them, vote right. Vote life. They're trying to take, in Texas right now, they are putting a bill towards trying to take your right to bear arms. People, we can't just go about our daily life because we're going to lose all of our biblical principles and freedoms if at some point we don't start calling. Because our next election's coming up, if we don't start winning, we're not going to be able to vote our way out. You're going to have to fight your way out. And so at some point, we're going to have to start living like we're chosen and occupying with the ability that we have to multiply the gospel. That's why children's church is so important. Because you got a radical agenda teaching our kids. Listen, we get your kids for 30 minutes, maybe an hour, two hours, and the world's agenda, come on, is bombarding them with this leftist progressive for five days a week. How important is it that we take? You want to know why anxiety is at all time high in children? In children. 
Anxiety is at an all-time high. Why? Because a leftist wing agenda is pouring into our kids five days a week. That white people, Christians, are racist, bigoted, come on, unloving, come on. And that's not the case. If you're a Christian, there is no race except human race. We've got corporations sending CEOs to denounce their white privilege so that they can understand more how to deal with the... We've got... We've got... We've got people of color that when they do stand up for the gospel or stand up for what's right being bashed come on are y'all with me in here at some point we have to call our representatives we're, we're going to have to. We've got to get some phone numbers in your hand. And we've got to bombard our senators and our congressmen. It, it, they are debating over the silliest things that go totally against God's word. Totally against it. Come on, we are chosen people. And if we'll allow God, that may be the one thing that we get to do is make a phone call. That, how simple is that? Just making a phone call. We're on the phone all day, every day, all the time anyway. We don't talk. We text and type. <laughs> but we can make a phone call. We can make a phone call. Because we've got to stop the madness. It's just putting people in more bondage. It's not setting them free. Come on, are y'all with me? See, we can never allow a defeated foe to tell us we aren't chosen and free to live. And that's what it is. It's the devil. It's the devil trying to tell us we're not free to live a life of being chosen by God. See, we were made and born to live for more and allow him to be more in us. Come on, y'all stand. Look, I know that's heavy. But the thing about it is, we need a demand put on us. Or we're going to lose our freedoms. Because people are frustrated right now. And they feel like they have no say in what's going on in the halls of our government. You have a say. 
but we have to say it. But too many times we just get caught up in this wheel and going about our daily lives. That's easy to do. No guilt, no condemnation. I do it every day. But at some point, I'm going to have to stop and make a phone call. If not, it's the littlest I can do. Come on, y'all with me. Yes, it's a demand. Yes, it's a demand. But let me tell you, that's what God's grace does. It helps us live out the demand that the Bible puts on our life. That's what it does. Father, we come to you, we thank you. Lord, we pray that we can apply this word into our everyday lives. Lord, yes, we come and reason that there is things that are just out of control that are going awry. But Lord, we want to be able to eat the best of the land because we're a chosen people. God, you chose us before we were even born. Lord, help us to occupy. Give us wisdom. Lord, light a fire in us to make our communities better. Not just for us, but for our babies. For the next generation behind us. To be able to ride a bicycle down the street. To not live in anxiety and fear and worry. Lord, we thank you right now that your kingdom is in love, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Lord, help us be a people of love and of peace and joy following your spirit. And we thank you for that and praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast. If you enjoyed this message and would like to hear more, you can subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel. If you would like to give towards our ministry, there are giving options available at dcctx.church. Thanks again for listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast.